How's it going, folks? Uh, so, I'm sitting here today. I'm in church, and I'm a lot of stuff's going through my mind. Everything that's going on in the world, you know, trials, tribulations. Where are we? How did we get to this point? And you know, it just it, it, things bothered me. I had to call my friend up um, and talk about it. And we had a really good talk, and he didn't agree with me on everything. And he kind of chastised me on some points, but then he agreed with me on others. And I invited him over. Uh, we're going to call him Apt Pupil today. He wants to be anonymous. He just... But, um, no, like, go ahead. What were we talking about earlier, Apt? Well, we were... <laughs> yeah, talking about, obviously, the, uh, the scene in the world today with lockdowns and uh, COVID and in uh, through all of that, focusing on Christ and ultimately what does it mean in this day and age to be awake and vigilant and uh, um, where do we start with that no there's just so much i mean where do you start like do we start with where the church has fallen you know how we're kind of on a decline worldwide as Christians and you know Jews and you know Baptists and we're just we're just not strong anymore you know like we like I noticed during this COVID lockdown churches and synagogues are shut down but mosques are allowed to be open mosques basically said forget it we're not going to shut down and the world said okay but Christians and Jews had to stay home you know and now they're telling us Things that we have to do in order to reopen. And it's like, we don't, ha why do we have to do this? Why do we have to jump through these hoops? Like, uh, what it is to me is it's allowing the church to, or the, the government to take over the church. Whether it be not just the Canadian government, but the World Health Organization, the United Nations. They're basically, because remember, in the end times, there's going to be a one world church. And it's not going to be God based. And well, there's gonna be a one world religion, whether it's yeah, a church, yeah, but it's or like a synagogue or a mosque or none of the above, yeah, or it'll be something it's... new that they create. But it's just like I just see the steps that the churches are taking to comply as you know, slowly walking into cattle cars. It's just it's just baby steps to totalitarian communist takeover of religion. Because I mean, in church uh, there was a there's a Christian service in china two weeks ago where they are, there's actual video of the police kicking in their door and fighting with the, the people who were just trying to worship god in their in their own home and the police came in like a swat team mm -hmm. and that's what's going to happen here if we keep doing these baby steps and complying and not resisting it's going to become like china well just to back it up so the measures that we're taking right now, in your mind, you don't believe uh, that they're valid with uh, COVID, like physical I, distancing. I don't even believe COVID's um, real. I believe right. COVID is the uh, the boogeyman that they created to start the process to do a radical change worldwide. Because you have the European Union, you have the United Nations, the World Health Organization, all these these organizations with vast reaching power over the entire globe and they're pushing the agenda 
across the entire globe. And like no one country is really free from it. This is this is a big move and it's organized. Yeah, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. And I just feel like if we as Christians don't like take a cue from the Muslims and put our foot down and say, No, we will not submit, we are going to be destroyed. And and the thing is too, we have to contact Trace. We have to give our name and our phone number on our piece of paper as we come into the church today. Right, so that the government knows who we are and where we were and how to contact us. They know our cell phone number so they can track us specifically. Like that that's giving that's basically giving like the Nazis the name a list of names of Jews in World War Two. You know, oh there's there's the uh Scheimer family. Oh, there's the Cohen family. And we know we can get them here. I don't know, maybe I'm just getting crazy with it, but it just like did you ever have to give your name to go to church? Well, uh, no, but you know we see. Okay, we see. We see what's going on in the world. We see what's going on with COVID. There's a lockdown. Most people um, just are under the assumption that um, all of these things have 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 to do with uh, you know uh, the embitterment of mankind. You know, the betterment of the community, you know, uh, in the immediate and then, you know, in the long term. Um, and they don't see, people don't see this as, uh, you know, uh, a slippery slope and losing freedoms and privileges and living life as we know it, uh, having the freedom to go to and fro, have the freedom to travel throughout the world. Um, this is this is the first of its kind in the history of the world where people have been stopped from doing anything because of a pandemic but because of a virus like yes there's been um pandemics before spanish flu the black plague uh, yeah these sorts of things but it you know to a certain extent it was isolated in to, a, a, to a region a region and yeah. it wasn't necessarily worldwide well influenza <laughs> was worldwide wasn't it in 1919 or whatever, I believe that was worldwide. But they didn't didn't lock the world down. Like no, they, they did not they lock did the not. world so down. So this is no. this is obviously a game changer. Yeah. And <clears throat> yeah. No, you know, and the thing is too, like the, the masks, like like compulsory uh, attire, right? Like why? You know, it's just like, the, it says on the box, it won't stop the virus. Oh, but then they're like, oh, but that mask is there to protect people from what you breathe out. But if it doesn't stop the virus, it's not going to stop anything. Like, I mean, at pupil, this doesn't make any sense what's going on. It, it's confusing. People are confused. People are scared. What do you think we should do? I know what I think we should do, but what do you think we should do? Well, in any time of uncertainty, it's uh, never a bad idea to spend time in the Word and pray. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's there's one working power in the blood of the Lamb. And this is, if there's ever time to, uh, yeah, speak that life into our lives and even speak against 
um, you know, the, the, the arraying forces and what's coming against us because really this is a crazy time where people are getting attacked in every which way, mentally, physically, spiritually, and uh, we really have to exercise the authority in Christ and of being overcomers through the blood of Christ and, and in that, no weapon forged against us will prosper. You know, uh, for you know, God is with us, who can be against us? Yeah, precisely. And, and Jesus said we would face tribulation. And you know what did what did we see Jesus do? You know, in, in the greatest tribulation of his life, where he had to lay his life down. He we saw him pray. Yeah, he prayed and he fasted. Even as he lay dying on the cross, he prayed and cried yeah. out to God. And I think that's the greatest example of loving your life not onto death. And it's it's one of those things where in our own strength we're not capable of doing this. We're not capable of picking up the cross each and every day. We're not mm-hmm. we're not in our in our own flesh, we're not capable of doing anything. But in Christ you know, that's that's where the freedom is and that and that's where the miracles happen. I can do all things in Christ. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, no, earlier we were on the phone and you were talking about like how the walk into destruction is much like and the, the criticism, like what did Albert Einstein say? You quoted Albert Einstein. Great spirits are, or are always challenged by mediocre minds. Great spirits are always challenged by mediocre minds. And then you relate, then you talked about Noah, how he was warning people about the rain that's coming and everyone mocked him, but he kept building that ark. He kept doing what he needed to do. Leave the world to the world and focus on what we have to do as Christians, as God believers, as sons of God. And and then the rain started to come, and all of a sudden people stopped making fun of Noah. And they asked the kid, let me in the boat. <laughs> yeah, and the point of it was is that he had he had a means of their survival, but he th- you know they thought he was out of his mind. Yeah, and right, and it's just like in in this generation where our our freedom of religion our our freedom of speech is being challenged in every which way mm-hmm. uh you know we're now having to uh, appease outside agencies to do um what we've done all this time you know as you know we've had the freedom to do so and And, and and we took it for granted. We took it for granted. I think there's also the fact that we're asleep. We're asleep in in and around the world um, in ways because of our our physical wealth has inevitably Made caused us much. yeah to 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 rely on on hmm. on things to take for granted all you know the roof overhead the clothes you know that we wear you know uh the food that we have all our resources all our needs in abundance are met and then and then but you know and then this materialistic society um you always want more there's something there's i my question is is how how is it that we've become so complacent how come you know that overnight 
without question we just following what you know the, the supposed authorities are saying you know uh, what is which is you know you got to protect yourself from a virus but it's a greater good of mankind you know do everything that which we say and you should be safe and in all actuality more and more is taking away our freedoms but we don't we don't see it and and uh it's just it, i don't know it's it's confusing it's a confusing time mm -hmm. and 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 it's like look people this this doesn't have to do with a virus this actually has to do with you know changing the world the world as we've known it you know the you see cattle they get tagged where does the cattle go after they get tagged when they get fully grown and you know they're plump with all the meat they get taken to the slaughterhouses okay. right with covid they want to track you eventually they're going to want to do more and just track you they're going to they're going to want and say that it's necessary to implant a chip yeah, it's to really get on top of this because it'll have your medical information. That way, we know who's and, been taking the, you know, the and, and, yeah. And, and really, the technology is very convenient. You don't have to carry around your wall with all these social insurance, your health card, all of this. Psalms too. I mean, you know, think this is a globalist destruction of Christianity. Obviously, the devil hates religion. He hates faith. He hates God. He hates Jesus. He hates Christians and Jews. So obviously the spirit of the world would be against us, right? Which is why Jews have been the most persecuted people in the world, but they keep persevering. And, and it's through that perseverance that Israel became strong. The Jews kept strong. No matter how much the world beat on them, they, they, they kept their identity through centuries and millennia, right? And the Bible, they, so what they say about the Bible, the Bible is the anvil that's worn out many hammers. And we're, we're at that point again. We had it good for so long. And now we're at the point where it's either you have to fight for what you want to believe in, you have to fight for God, or let them take it away. Right? Psalms 2 says, The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Like, right now they're doing their master plan. They're doing their big, their big move. Um, but we know that not the whole world will not be part of that beast system because hold on, because who else are they going to fight in the Battle of Megiddo? In the Valley of Megiddo. Right? So we got to decide what side are we on. Like we're at the point where you know, it's almost like another Crusades is coming but it's not going to be Christians versus Muslims. You know. It's going to be Christians against globalists. Yeah. Know. Where I was going with that thought, you know, with the chip, it's like in no way, shape, or form will I for it when I say it, it's very convenient. Mm -hmm. But you can see how easily it would be to market, you know, and how easily it would be for people to be convinced to take an implant of, uh, you know, like an RFID chip where it tracks you everything, everywhere you go, you know, and perhaps you might even need it to work by itself. You could see, you know, it catching on really quick, right? And, and this is where things with the COVID are being steered, right? Uh -huh. You have the tracking app, right? Uh, you know, and, 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 you know, and people don't really 
connect the dots with Bill Gates being on Ellen DeGeneres talking about a vaccine that if you don't get it, you won't be able to work by or sell. So if that's actually the case, then there's a little bit more to the vaccine than just, you know, helping you to be immune from a certain virus. Mm -hmm. And so if you take the, the vaccine that has a chip in it and the chip is supposed to lodge into your brain and sit there, right? Or you could take the put the RFID chip in your hand near your wrist here. And the Bible says the mark of the beast will be in your forehead or in your wrist, right? Or the, you know, the area between the thumb and the forefinger. And if you don't take, and if you take the mark, you, get, you can't buy or sell unless you take the mark. You can't travel, you can't work. That sounds very similar, doesn't it? Right? Uh, yeah. But the Bible also says something else. They who take the mark will never see heaven. So it's like I would rather be shunned by society. You know, I I don't care about convenience. You know, I, I'm I'm actually taking steps in my life to kick Big Brother out as much as possible. You know, I'm taking steps. I mean, replace my smartphone with like a cheap flip phone, right? No apps, no tracking. No. You know, it's it, I even changed my phone number. I'm on a pay as you go, month to month, no contract. It's just, that's baby steps, but I just, I feel, I feel bad that the world is walking unto their own destruction and they don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, we could pray to God, but ultimately God's going to be the one that's going to make the changes. I mean, we have to pray, uh, you know, or nothing, I don't, don't want to say nothing will get done because, you know, God doesn't wait for us, really. He has his own timeline, but. I don't know. Part of me just wants a more direct thing, you know, rather than intercessory prayer. You know what I'm saying? Well, one, it's like never underestimate the power of prayer. The power of prayer. True. And, you know, and, and you know, like I was saying earlier, you can't give what you don't have. Mm -hmm. Right? And so ultimately, you know, in the immediate situation, you're ashamed if you're not wearing a mask. And it's going to get more and more towards that. You know, like you said today, you were at church and you were wearing a mask. I because, refused. you know, it's, wearing the mask is futile. It says right on, you know, the, the, the box of the mask, it, it will not protect you from a virus. Right? So, you know, each person, you know, it's just ultimately, you know, in a certain way, asphyxiating themselves inadvertently, um, inevitably with having, a, you know, facial cover that doesn't give you fresh air. Mm -hmm. Um now breathing and, in your CO two does have nasty side effects. Yeah, and there's yeah there's different elements that you can get from you know from breathing in your own air. So it, it counteracts the very thing it's saying that it's doing, which is you protecting others, others from you. And so anyway, so yeah, so now you have uh, you know uh, this stigma. This is stigma is the right word. Mm. It's this social norm, you know, that you have to conform to, and if you don't then with that you're going to be ostracized which is ridiculous yeah which is absolutely it's, it's really it's actually it's terrifying because this is over just in a matter of of weeks we went from going about to and fro as we always have and then all of a sudden you know now we have to adhere to all of this um it, it, you know it's devastating yeah. each and everyone's lives is devastating the economy and uh 
you know, which again then, is to bring about the one world currency. And then, yeah, and then it's there's there's an agenda behind it, and yeah. and, and then but because most the majority of people they don't see the narrative because they follow the mainstream news, which operates of that narrative. They're all on 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 that. They're all in the program. They yeah. inadvertently, you know, <laughs> become victims to like into what happened, you know, to the people of World War Two. Because it wasn't just Jews that was round up. Right. You know, it was everybody else of all walks of life. There's 20 million people that were killed, and we're, you know, what we're headed to is going to make that look like, you know, a walk through the park in Disneyland. Dude, like two thirds of the planet are supposed to die. That's a lot that's, of people. That's prophecy. Yeah, if God did not cut short the great tribulation, all all life would be dead. Man would be wiped off face of the planet. Right. And 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 even and that's the extreme of this scenario. Maybe it doesn't necessarily get to that. Maybe you know we're getting preoccupied with the measures that are being taken, and and we're spe- you know we're seeing things to happen that perhaps won't happen. Mm-hmm. But at this, you know, at the same time, you know, first and foremost, it's it's like, well, where do you stand in 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 all of this, right? And we come from a Judeo-Christian background in North America, where the founding fathers of the states and even Canada were predominantly Christian, and you know, and, and called upon the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? And you know, so it was status quo; it was normal for people to go to church on the Sunday. It's normal to people, you know, to to be in your school and and you know and to to, to sing the anthem. It's normal to be you know a patriot and 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 and, and, and a Christian, mm-hmm. right? And but now, the status quo is to be anti-God. And in fact, you know, God is the, pro-choice. Yeah, and. So anyway, in, in David's day, in King David, when he ruled Israel, it was normal for you know for the culture to uh, to go to the temple on the Shabbat to be God fearing. They went through the customs of you know all that was involved with that. In Zechariah's day, King Ahab was anti God. He was anti Bible. And Elijah wanted to implement a God-fearing culture. He wanted he wanted to follow God. And in that, Ahab called him a trouble troubler of Israel. Because he was against, you know, all all the Zach, Zechariah or Elijah was against all the abominations that were going in Israel. And we see what he did, you know, coming against the prophets prophets of Baal. And and Jezebel coming against you know uh, the desecrations that were being uh, that were happening in Israel, and this is the generation we're in, right? We're with with the whole trends, the whole gay rights, LGBTQ alphabet people, uh, and you know transgender, you know. It's it's normal to normalize like I, what sexual is confusion. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, things that used to be in the DSM as mental disorders are now becoming commonplace and accepted. You know, I mean, you got pedophilia now. Put doing the same argument that the gays used. I was born this way. This is just a natural sexual preference. 
They're basically saying that now we're they're just trying to get legitimacy. So now you have the World Health Organization who says that kids under four have to learn how to masturbate and watch porn with other people. They're sexualizing children. They're, they're, we already knew about the pedophilia going on in the dark, and now it's coming to the forefront. You know, wait a minute. There, what? You didn't hear about that? Not, okay. Not, not quite. Yeah, the World Health Organization. They came out and they said that uh, children from one to four. I have the news article. Let me pull it up. Children from one to four are. Uh, they're basically going to sexualize the child, the children. Let me pull up the article here. I just read it earlier. If I can, come on, tablet, work with me. Um... All right, so the WHO program of sex ed for kids under the age of four, homosexuality, pornography, and masturbation with others. Uh, breaking Israel news. All right, Isaiah 520. Ah, those who call evil good and good evil, who present darkness as light and light as darkness, who present bitter as sweet and sweet as bitter. The curriculum suggested by the United Nations Health Organization promotes